Again, and this is Paul Tobin. I'm Chris Tobin, and this we is are Tobin's, Tobin's talking shit. <laughs> Today we're gonna discuss uh, spies like us. Yeah, 1985, yep. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, another one of theirs, and that's about all I remember. <laughs> I really so, don't. So, basically, what um, I remember of it. I remember this. I remember some scenes. I remember thinking it was hilarious. Um, it's uh, they are novice. They're like spies that get through the program. U.S. spies, and they're sent out to um, Russia to stop a nuclear launch or something like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's just it. From what I understand, it's just kind of like a. Not like a pre-Austin Powers, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, it's a movie that's a parody of a genre, not yeah. necessarily. Although you said that it is kind of based on, yeah, it's one. based on a uh, movie called Road Two, which is uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, and Bob Hope actually makes an appearance in Spies Like Us. Oh, cool! Yeah. There's a lot of cool people. B.B. King's in Spies Like Us. All right. Well, and this is probably the height of... I mean, Chevy Chase is still on SNL as a... They're both still doing cocaine. and uh, Loving it. (laughs) Um, And nobody said it was bad yet. Yeah. Um, They didn't know that it was bad for you. That's, you know, the classic (laughs) excuse. We didn't know. Um, It... I can't believe Paul McCartney did a song for it. Yeah, he did the intro song. I and I thought it was gonna be Live or Let Die, which didn't he isn't Live or Let Die for a real James Bond movie? I don't know. I think it is. Um, but that's hilarious that he wrote a real James Bond intro <laughs> and a parody movie James Bond intro as well. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I even you sent me a link to that song to kinda sync it up to the intro yeah, yeah. and what and and have a reminder just seeing them in the parkas yeah i was like man maybe yeah. maybe there's a glimpse but i really do not i think i mix it up with caddy not caddyshack uh stripes okay. where they take the van or like any other number of 80s they movies were in it's so just many so in it's, this yeah like, they were in uh ghostbusters and and they they're a pretty classic duo well chevy wasn't in ghostbusters no 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 but um, Dan Aykroyd Dan was. Dan was. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. even in Stripes. That was Bill, it's just, Mur- Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. Oh, fucking Bill Murray. And, <laughs> and uh, John Candy where it was Stripes as well. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Just This is going to be a completely blind experience for me. Yeah. I remember some parts. I remember like a part where they're... In a, they're going through testing or whatever, and they're in a, one of the, these machines that determines how many g g forces you can take so it like mm-hmm. spins you around and their faces are all melting i remember that <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah but this is another one that we found in the treasure trove of uh yeah of vhs tapes we're gonna watch it here yeah just because it's more i actually i don't know why i guess it just worked <laughs> out with our schedule yeah but um so we're not watching the vhs this time we are buying it on amazon but, but we um, have it on VHS. Yeah. Monty, <laughs> god damn it. 
So we're not getting the true VHS experience. Yeah, and maybe we'll we need to watch some of them because I, I think this one is recorded off of HBO or something or like. Yeah. Maybe like the TV version of the movie. Maybe. Um, I do remember that I liked watching it, and Mom and Dad w- didn't want me to watch it as much as I wanted to watch it. So maybe it's a little raunchy. Yeah. Kinda. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, um, we're only five minutes in talking about it. Awesome. That's all we need, because we don't know much about it. So You remember. some? What do you remember about it? <sighs> I remember a scene where they're in the snow looking at the Russians around a missile. I remember mm-hmm. um, uh, the scenes where they're going through the testing. And, um, yeah, I, I don't remember a whole lot, but I okay, remember cool. that I've seen it. And I remember a couple of, of choice scenes. All right. And I didn't even remember that I knew what the fuck the movie was until I pulled it out of that box of vhs just tapes. seeing the handwriting yeah, and everything yeah yeah which was crazy i uh the other ugh, i can't even talk the other one like that um is the last starfighter that is on the same tape oh, as yeah. the goonies which yeah, yeah, yeah. makes me curious because i never really made it past that i would always just watch the goonies and then not watch the last starfighter so maybe that one. I do. I remember the last Starfighter. Yeah, I don't know. I think all those bootleg ones you watched a lot more than me, Probably. or I just picked my favorite ones and then. Maybe. Um, but all right, cool. Well, we're gonna go watch a movie, and uh, we will be right be back. back. Cool. Just yeah. watched a movie in that time. Oh yeah. Was it- just for you, it's that. <laughs> For us, it was two hours. <laughs> this is a runtime of an hour and 40 minutes, which um, I feel like a lot of older movies were longer. You know, older comedies yeah. took their time. Well, they wasted a lot of time in this movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty good. It was good. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was entertained. I liked it. It was. Uh, it felt very of its time. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it was it was good. So the way it started out, it was very. This is a very different movie than the the past couple that we've watched. However, it started the same way as the last movie we watched. It did have its similarities. <laughs> um, yeah. So, opening scene is like the Siberian mountains, and you hear a rustling in the woods, and this big thing is crunching through the forest. Yeah, you're, uh, it shows a bunch of like really nice landscape, and then all of a sudden this something is crunching through the forest, which I want to just to start, like I did not at any point remember anything about it. <laughs> so you know that we yeah. have been, we've watched it a couple of times yeah. at least. Yeah, I still, like, I don't know whether it just never held my attention. Well, you, it is, it's adult humor. Yeah. So to me, it was just like, that was a bad spy movie. Maybe when I was a kid, because it's like, I yeah. probably didn't get any of the jokes. Yeah. It's like real dry, kind of, not super dry. I mean, some of the jokes are really obvious. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a lot more subtle than... You know, a lot of other things that we watched. Yeah, and like I don't remember if I said this or not, but I think this was one of the ones that we weren't necessarily allowed to watch. And I think that probably when we started getting left alone was when I started watching it more. Yeah. Because there's a particular scene in there. That stuck out in your mind? Yeah, that was uh, probably the main reason I liked the movie. It is pretty. I mean, she's hot. Yeah. Um, 
There's there were other movies that we had. I guess we didn't have a lot of movies with like full on nudity. No, no, you know, yeah. um, we weren't. We didn't have Porky's or any of that stuff. Yeah, our parents weren't like that. You know, R rated was not you know as accepted. But we did like I remember Braveheart, and Braveheart yeah. has weird like they meet in the middle of the night and then she takes her shirt off and like Mel Gibson stands, you know, like yeah, yeah. they do that. Like one, that was one of the only movies that we had. And I remember mom being like, I'm not into this. Like, I don't like, and that movie's violent as, as fuck. fuck. Like yeah. it is gory. Somebody gets like stabbed in the face or some shit. They show people getting hatchets in the face. Yeah. They show all kinds of crazy yeah. shit. Um, it's a Mel Gibson movie, you know, he loves it. <laughs> the passion of the mel gibson <laughs> but so yeah uh it, it it was like so then what's crashing through the woods is this nuclear missile launcher system and mm-hmm. it has a red star on it so i originally was like oh maybe i remembered it wrong maybe it was chinese but no it's like it's the soviets russian yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um and they're driving this missile and uh, the next scene it cuts to is outer space, and the satellite opens up, and it says "definitely not for espionage" on the outside of the satellite. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then it, a camera appears. It says "of no military value." Yeah, yeah. And I like it because I think at that time the bumper sticker like "nothing of value" like yeah. that was a thing that people would put on their cars yeah. and. You know, so that you knew, like, please don't break into this car. Like, I don't leave watches or money or anything. I intentionally take it out. But it is kind of a, like, well, you could afford that sticker. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a weird look. Yeah. I think this might be our dude. All right. We're waiting on a uh, Chinese food delivery. Yeah, not to stop it just when we get going. But, yeah, that's our guy. We'll be right back. All right. We got yeah, food. Chinese food. We got a little sesame chicken, <laughs> and uh, excuse some chewing. Yeah, that'll be about to go down. You got soy sauce? Yeah, uh-huh. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so outer space, the camera exposes and zooms in on the missile. Then it cuts to like an office scene, and this guy's getting handcuffed to a briefcase, and then he shows up. In this military office, and uh, it looks like a library or something, so it's like a CIA op- office, and he goes to drop off the suitcase, and... I did like that. that <laughs> they just make a whole... Like, he was just a courier. Yeah. So... He's, he's not allowed to know what's in He's not allowed it. to know anything, and they... I don't know how this makes any sense, but he's like... All right. Well, take the material out. You take the briefcase with you and well, sit like, outside. Leave the, yeah, leave the briefcase. And then he's here. like, "I'm sorry, sir, but the briefcase is locked to, or the material inside is locked to the briefcase." <laughs> so then they have this specific room that they, like, they it's like a the guy fake, into. fake bookshelf that they pull back. That specifically, I guess, to like hide couriers in. Yeah. And uh, so they look at these shots from space. And they're like, great image. And then uh, these other military guys come in, and they say the same thing. Whoa. 
Oh, well, that was that a, a big, big old, old truck driving by. <laughs> so for all of those who just heard that, that little, yeah. we'll, we'll maybe cut that. Probably not. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. So then he drives off in the van, and then they reveal DC and then pass by the White House, and it pulls up to the apartment. Yeah, That's the library. They really do establish that it's DC. It's like they pass by the Capitol building. They yeah, pass yeah. by the White House, like Jefferson Monument. Yeah. So. Wherever this this secret meeting is taking place, it's in a uh, in DC. Um, then they they they're like, well, we got to have this mission to go to the missile site, but we we need two patsies to go because the last time we sent people, they died. So they're trying to find two idiots to go as a diversionary tactic. Mm-hmm. So that's where they reveal that to and- immediately get like. Captured and yeah, yeah, and take the heat off of the real two operatives, and then then they they, cut from. Oh, what's up? Well, they keep referring to him, and I'm curious if it is a real term or not. But a CGL twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. CGL two like used as targets, and it's like they don't grow on trees, and it's like I'm sure we'll find somebody. Yeah, yeah. The whole time you're like, when are they gonna show up? Yeah. So then they cut to Chevy Chase, and he's watching uh, some TV show with Ronald Reagan on it, not listening. Yeah. Overconfident about taking the test the next day. Mm-hmm. He's like, relax. I grew up in this. My father was a CG-20. My my grandfather was a CG-20. <laughs> They're all multiple choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a multiple choice quiz. And then he reads the answers, and it's the one that's like, all of the above. Do yeah. you act surprised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he's pretty good. And I, I just like Chevy Chase. At this point in time, he's like pretty good with the humor and the... Uh, reactions and stuff um well yeah he's he's hilarious but you can tell that he's an asshole yeah oh yeah dude that's what he plays he plays like the idiot asshole yeah no he's great at that like and (laughs) like he um they were talking about that on community he improved a few lines because he didn't get along with everybody, but even in like one of the first episodes, there's a part where he's like uh, F F minus to <laughs> the character Jeff Winger, and then Chevy Chase's character, and Chevy Chase is like, "Did you say S?" And that that was an improv line, and that they kept it in. But he is that good at like um, like there's a couple of really good zingers mm. as we're going along where uh, he like. Uh, God damn it, I can't remember him now. But we will get to him. I'll point yeah. him out as we're coming on. Oh, dude, yeah. he's That's, that's what he's known for. Um, So then it cuts to Dan Aykroyd to show you where his character is, and he's working in a basement. He's like a you know mechanical repair guy, but he's really decoding all this classified stuff for a superior that's over him who doesn't want him to leave. Mm-hmm. Hides the fact that he's taking the test the next day from him until that day. Dan Aykroyd leaves to go study for the tests. Well, and they establish real quickly that it's like, he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. And between, like, Ghostbusters and this movie, I think I just saw a lot of, you know, people love to see Dan Aykroyd pretending to be smart. Super smart. Yeah. I don't know if he is in real life or not, but people love watching him pretend to be and recite all these lines that don't make sense. (laughs) They do it, like... A bunch of times throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. 
But so he's back into he. He's uh, what do you call that? Where it's like in his wheelhouse. Like yeah. he's like, oh okay, I'm I'm a super genius nerd guy. Yeah. All right. And then uh, I think the next scene is Chevy Chase giving a, a debriefing where they're talking about what's going on with the missile and stuff, and he just is an asshole to the to the press. And at the end of that is where he does the like voice cutting out on yeah. the mic. He's like these. Well, Mahomes even before aren't. that, he tries to get the answers to the test. Isn't oh, yeah? Because um, before that, he tries to bang a superior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or no, he does. He beds the woman. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, he tries to get away without having to take the test. He's like, I went to my neurologist, and she's like, you're not going to give me some bullshit about dying, are you? And he's like, well, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He Before he gives the briefing, he tries to... Uh, yeah. Get out of having to take the test by sleeping with one of his superiors. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd figures out this like crazy code for his superior based on a uh uh serial toy. Yeah, yeah. And he mentions Lucky Charms. He does. Yeah. You know. First product placement right there. Yeah. Well, and Lucky Charms mentioned again the oh, Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah. yeah Fortune's yeah, yeah. Lucky Charms. Yep. Uh Get it's the a dope. small world. Uh, yeah, and that's like a decade, whole decade later. Mm-hmm. Still pushing that lucky charms, my friends. Maybe they saw sales from the '73. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, like, "We'll put a whole box in there." Just even have them say what? Yeah, <laughs> and that is they definitely like jingle a box of lucky charms. Yep. Um. So then after the debriefing, where. Chevy Chase gets out of having to answer questions by pretending his microphones are going out. Um, we cut to uh, the test scene. And this was, I remember this scene as a kid. Um, and it was one of the funnier scenes. Chevy Chase walks in. So first off, they both arrive late. Yeah. And they arrive at the same time. And Chevy Chase is wearing a fucking eye patch and has a broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, there's no explanation for it. But even before that, I was gonna say when um, he does the like, uh, uh, and I right, wristwatch, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 interdate. I have to go. Yeah. Um, it remind it reminds me a lot of Wayne's World where he's like, we'll have a t- uh, crueler and uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> At the were they just through. stealing jokes from each other? Because that's you know Mike Myers another decade later. Or no, it wasn't ninety five, but. Wayne's World was... 90s. In the 90s, so they were like, They probably weren't the first person to do that joke. Ten years later. Yeah, true. Or just some iteration of the same joke. But it did remind me of that. But yeah, so then the next scene you see Chevy, he's got an eye patch on Mm -hmm. and what is obviously to us a fake arm. (laughs) But maybe not at the time. Maybe. (laughs) But, uh, so then he goes in and you already... Him and Chevy... Chevy and Dan Aykroyd... Sit next to each other. Chevy Chase starts cheating on the test. The first thing he does is he pulls the eye patch away, and there's something written behind the eye patch. So he's <laughs> looking at that. Genius. And then he pulls like answers out of his mouth, and he's looking at those. Mm-hmm. And he's pulling answers out of his fake arm, and he's looking at those. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the moderator becomes suspicious and flips this thing so you can see all the cameras that are filming yeah. what's going on in the room. And Chevy does not care. No. Or he's just so oblivious that he doesn't even notice. Yeah. The moderator is watching him cheat the whole time. Like, yeah. He notices right away, even with the, the the answers in the mouth. Yeah. And then he just starts staring at him. 
and then Dan Aykroyd starts helping him cheat, and eventually he causes this whole scene. He's like, oh, the pressure, I can't take it. And he gets up, and he's running around. He's like, ah, oh, at each desk, and he's looking at the answers. Pretending to fall and then, like, looking down. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Uh, she's got my headphones. Damn it, she Go ahead. Get out of there. Um, yeah, he's... That's a really funny scene. And that turn with Dan Aykroyd where he's like, you know, he, he's pretty straight-laced in the so far of what yeah. we've seen of him. The fact that he would even help him cheat. And I don't... Doesn't he give him a wrong answer at first? It looks like he does. Like, what does what KGB, does KGB stand, stand for? Yeah. They pass an answer back and forth that uh, written down. And then at the end, uh, they show him... He's like, he's like, move away. This man needs air. Everybody leave the room, as a matter of fact. Well, when they're sitting down being disciplined for it, <laughs> and they're watching the video, it's obvious that at some point Dan Aykroyd has turned and just decides that they're like buddies, and yeah. they have to get out of this together. So oh, he's yeah. helping him. Yeah, yeah. And then also, did you remember, because when he first walks in, he says, here's my wallet. He's like, there's $1,000 in there. Mm-hmm. Or is there? Or is there? He's like, Are you trying to bribe me? To the instructor. What do you think? Yeah. And then he shoved his wallet back in. Yep. So you know right away that the instructor's not down. Dude, okay. And then the other thing was, remember at the beginning of the test, he just farts? Yeah, I, he blames I, it on somebody else. I was like, is this going to come in and help him cheat somehow? No. no. It's just him farting. It's just a fart joke. <laughs> They're just like, all right. He like leans and lets one out. Yeah, and then the other guy is like, excuse me, to the whole room. Like, he just accepts that it's... <laughs> he got blamed for it. Yeah. That makes no damn sense. And it's just, uh, I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Full on just fart joke. <laughs> There's a couple of those. But then, so obviously, they get, because they got caught cheating, they get picked as decoys. And the facial humor by Chevy Chase during that scene is pretty good to me. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he needs somebody with yeah. uh, the, the cunning. Or no, he doesn't, he's like, that has the, the willingness to get the, uh, the get advantage the at any done. cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's got the one eye rivalry. He's just like, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> um, then right after that, training begins. They're in an airplane, and they're like, we're not going to have to jump off of this airplane, and then promptly get thrown off of the airplane. Yeah, immediately somebody just grabs just the two of them and, throw and shoves them, them out. Yeah. No skydiving training at all. Nope. <laughs> they just shove them out of the airplane. And then they land in the woods nicely. You know, they like avoid one on all top the trees. Of the other. Yeah, one yeah, on yeah. top of the other, but yeah. they don't, they don't get... get caught in a tree. And then there's like this real weird... I think at this time, you knew going into it, it's like, oh, this is Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Like, they're both going to be funny guys. Right. But up until then, like, he hasn't been cracking jokes. It's kind of unbelievable that he would help this guy, you know, like, cheat. cheat. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as they land, they're like, they hear a noise. Yeah, and he's like, what's that? And and Dan Aykroyd's like, it's a dick for And he's like, what's a dick for Well, it's for pissing. Yeah, it tells just a random dick joke. And so it's like, I guess there, if you went into this not knowing, I was like, so he's a funny man too, right? I thought the other guy was just the funny man. But yeah. now they're both the funny men. Yeah. Yeah. So it, they, yeah. 
it's like they're both vying for the top funny man attention, you know? Yeah. And um, then, so the spotlights hit, the ninjas come out, yeah, and, cut down all the trees around them. And I know, I mean, it is a comedy, so we know it's, it's not a real movie, but I love that uh, Chevy Chase is supposed to be the diplomat of, you know, his his skill set is he's diplomatic. Yeah. And as soon as they get overtaken by ninjas, his two tactics are, um, he's like, I'll bring back the sun. Like they're a bunch of fucking, like they're fully trained native or like ninja warriors. And he's like treating them like he, they don't know what fire is or like, you know, what the sun's rotation is. And then he also holds up a picture of a woman and says, this is my sister. You can all have her. I hear she's good. And that he's the diplomat. Yeah, Yeah. I hear she's quite good. Um, it's pretty, they they lay it in thick that oh it, my god they're you know yeah they're not supposed to be there yep and then uh, so then they meet Colonel Rhombus mm-hmm. who's their special forces instructor and uh, that whole weird turn too where it's like oh it turns out to be a special force instructor and then he kicks all their asses anyway <laughs> all the people that he sent all out the there ninjas, yeah he's like how about you take care of it like this. And then beats up nine people, and then they're like, huh. And then yeah. they walk along. They go see the obstacle course, and it goes from nighttime to daytime immediately. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote down, are they trying to kill them before they even set <laughs> so, out on the mission? So the first thing that I really had a vivid memory of was they, they're put in front of this trough, mm. and it's like all this gross stuff. They do a close-up shot of the water in the trough, and it looks really gross. And then they have to jump into that trough. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he's like, "Get under the water, heads down!" And they shoot the They're trough shoot- with machine guns. He starts shooting at their point feet. blank range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he starts shooting at their feet before they even jump in. And then three guys with machine guns <laughs> spray the water. The, yeah. I think that's when I wrote down, like, did they want them to die before they even <laughs> head out on the mission? It seemed like it because they just had. So then there was that one, and then. Uh, they're like, this is to see how well you float, and they tie their hands and feet and pull them behind a boat. Yeah, <laughs> this one test floating at high speed. <laughs> they hog tie them and drag them on a boat. There's uh, another one where they just put them in metal suits and set them on fire, torch them with flamethrowers. They're like, this is high, uh, severe condition testing or something. Yeah. And then they do the G-force test, which is the most another highly memorable one for me. Mm-hmm. Is they their faces like melt? It's like the face melter, and they're like, and their hair's going crazy. Yeah. And then when they get out of there, their face is stuck in the position that they were in, in the thing. Yeah. Like, go on, get your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I imagined it. See, even that you were like, you remember this, and I remember it from pop culture so much because people would do like. I can't, like, maybe Futurama or something like that, or Simpsons, where yeah. Homer does it, and then he turns into Nixon. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was a parody of that, and then they're, like, them holding their faces in a certain way. Like, they didn't do any uh, uh, makeup or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just them acting like, oh, my face is pushed back. And he's like, you want to get a cup of coffee? And he's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is they just push them off a building in an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that must have been a lot of fun to film. Like yeah. that day, I would want to be there. Be like, oh, we're shooting, just a pushing an falling. airplane off of a building. 
I'm there. And it's like a four-story building. Impact it's, testing or yeah. impact simulator. Yeah. Impact simulator, but they're actually in a... In an airplane you know. that's just pushed off of a building. Yeah. So then after all that, the colonel passes them. Yep. And they get dropped into Afghanistan. No, Pakistan. Pakistan in a box. Yeah. <laughs> like a big shipping container. And the doors open up and they're eating... Uh, what was the El Rodeo chips or? They're El drinking Rodeo. Budweiser and yeah. they're eating El Paso, El, Paso. El Paso chips. Yeah, El Paso chips and dip, drinking Budweiser. And their depiction of Pakistan is oh, they're met highly with guns. offensive. <laughs> it's like one or two mud buildings, and then they get promptly get crushed by the box. Yeah, they get you know crushed by the box, and then all these people come out and. Uh, like, even the Americans that, you know, they're supposed to, So, yeah, all these people rush out. They're like, Are they, which one of these guys is our contact? <laughs> yeah, and they all got guns pointed at them. Yeah, and then these two Americans that are a head taller than everybody else and, like, blonde with, you know, like... Uh, Pink polo on. Yeah. And, yeah. They come and they greet them. And, uh, yeah, Chevy... <laughs> Almost too American-looking. Well, I mean, later on, you yeah. know... You you find out fast that Dan Aykroyd is not only a genius when it comes to like decoding shit. He can read people really well. Well, he also has an obsession with like items, mm-hmm. I guess. So he knows their watches, and he's like, "That's a Russian knockoff of a Timex watch," and those guys are spies. And so they get out of this uh, jeep to go take a leak, and Chevy Chevy Chase is like not taking any hints. He's like, "No, I I, I like that scene where he's like, I have to pee." You want to go too? And he's like, "What are you, my mom?" And then he's like, "No, I just think that you might have to pee." And he's like, "No, I'm fine." And he's like, "This, the pressure, you know." He keeps yeah, egging yeah, him yeah, and yeah. egging him, and and he won't go, won't go. And then he finally is like, "Oh, oh yeah. I have to pee." Yeah, yeah. But before that, uh, did you notice that Chevy Chase does the translation when they get out of the box? No. So Chevy Chase does the translation, and he's like, if you let me go, you can have my friend. You can use his head for polo practice. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Dan Aykroyd knows Russian. Yeah. Not not Arabic. Yeah. Or whatever they're speaking. Um, Hey. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We're not trying to be racist. No, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Talks him into coming, and then he guys, the guys picking him up. They find out our KGB. They escape the KGB guys. Well, and then he says a phrase like, "How they, I like how they." Um, oh yeah. He, uh, they're talking back and forth, and then uh, Dan Aykroyd says something in Russian, and they laugh, and their laugh changes from like ha 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 to like oh ha 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 ha. <laughs> um, but, like da da. Yeah da da. Um, but he says, uh, "The less you know, the better." Mm. And they all laugh at that, and then they realize that he knows, and they know, and then they run back to the jeep because as they're escaping, they do this cartoonish thing where like. Uh, they leave the car and then they just appear in front of like they're yeah. walking forward the whole time Talking and then the bad other. guys are like right in front of them. Yeah. And then but it gives them the opportunity to run back, grab the Jeep, get the hell out of Dodge. Yep. <coughs> um then they take turns driving. Chevy is Chevy Chase is the first Chevy. driving Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. <laughs> is driving the first shifts. 
he pulls up to a guy with a gun on the road and he's about to ask him for directions to the airport. Yeah, he's like, hey, yeah. is there an airport around here? <laughs> he's stopping he's great, at dude. a guy with a machine gun. And yeah. he's <laughs> you know, hey, you look official. You got a giant gun. And that gun might be the reason. Because I wrote down, like, once Why the horses, yeah, off? he sees horses and he just waits till he's surrounded and then wakes up Dan Aykroyd like, hey, buddy. Your turn to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Uh, But, you know, an AK-47 against a Jeep with no doors or or roof, that that would be a good reason to stay put. And then Dan Aykroyd's like, it's a rebel army. We'll be fine. And they get taken hostage, hogtied, and hung upside down over what looks like a kill pit or something. Yeah. Yeah. And... Then they're just, yeah, hung upside down. They get saved by UN uh, medical aid workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at that time, like, you don't really know what's going on, but they have to pretend to be, you know, they're, well, like, they're oh, like, oh, aren't you these two doctors? Yeah. And then they're like, yes, yes we are these doctors. two doctors. <laughs> Like, uh, and then begets the doctor scene, which again I remember from other things. Like yeah. I still, even this scene didn't make me remember the movie. Mm. But yeah, we did a little. <laughs> it, they, a it's forty three. They waste forty three seconds, and they say forty. They say doctor forty three times. So if you think about it, you pointed this out that if you had an original script, there's probably like at least a page and a half because it's doctor. 43 lines. Doctor, doctor, yeah. And it has to denote which doctor is saying it. Like Dr. Steven, Dr. Phillips, doctor, uh, you yeah. know. Doctor, 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 doctor. Doctor, yeah. doctor, doctor. 43 doctor. times. With a cut in the middle, so it's it's, yeah. it's like probably 21 seconds and 22 seconds. Yeah, yeah. But they do the same bit twice in a row of all of them just acknowledging <laughs> each other as doctor. Yep. Great, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> that it's still holds pretty up. Good. I can see why that's something that people have taken from this movie and like, yeah, that, you know, that's a good bit. Well, and the Dickford joke, you know. They didn't come up with that. That's been around for... That's the original... No. No. No way. No way in hell. Uh, but yeah, so then then uh, they get talked into having to um, remove an appendix from somebody because they're the these elite doctors and they want them to do it. And Chevy Chase is really agreeing to do it because he wants uh, to hook up with Karen, mm-hmm. who's the other one other doctor that's there that's a woman and he gets out of being the one who has to actually perform the surgery by saying that he has nerve damage in his hand yeah which then causes him to immediately grab the boob oh yeah that's right he's like see i can't feel anything and then he just (laughs) grabs grabs her her boob boob. would not be all right you know like really it was weird yeah (laughs) and then she kisses him after that she does she gives him a kiss Looking back on it, it's like that rewatch value of like when you know. Yeah, which, that, spoil yeah, it. I mean, if yeah. you're spoiling a 35 year old movie, um, yeah. they're actually yeah. spies themselves. That's yeah. where the whole name yeah. comes from. Yeah. Um, but so it is, I, her logic is like to see you perform this operation would be so great, you know? Yeah. And then I guess she does have the, like the excuse of like, um, they're look the local people. If you don't perform this, will lose faith in you guys. Yeah, yeah. 
So like you need to to perform this, but really it's that they're spies. They couldn't they actually. Don't they do don't it. know how to do it either. They're all like doctor. They're pretend. All four people are pretending to be doctors. And so um, Chevy Chase immediately throws Dan Aykroyd under the bus and, and, and volunteers him as the one to do. He's like, he could do it. <laughs> Dude, and then, you know, cut to they're actually about to perform an appendectomy on this guy. And uh, I love that they're just like, first step, shave him. And then he goes for the beard first. And he's like, nah, 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 just skip that. Just yeah. Skip all that. He's reading. He ducks. Like he keep, Dan Aykroyd keeps ducking under the table to read the oh, steps so of an yeah. appendectomy. It almost is like an a, a giant SNL, SNL skit. Yeah. Where, yeah, he has to keep ducking under and reading the thing. And, and then he's looking. He goes to make the first incision up at the chest. And the guy's like, no, don't cut there. And he's like, I wasn't going to cut here. I was simply uh, feeling his yeah. muscles and skeletal mass. And then he slowly moves lower and looks at the doctor's faces to see Trying where to the get, right spot they're is. They're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, so he waits for the okay nod. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of humor, like, always, and I get it, it's a joke, but even as, like, a kid, and now, like, where it's like, oh, we have to shave him, it's like, dude, the guy can shave him, why wouldn't you just read what you have to do? You know, it doesn't yeah, make, yeah, it, like, yeah. the whole gimmick of them having to duck down, like, it... It's funny, kind of, but it's, it's, silly it's frustrating because it doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. none of it makes any sense. Yeah. They're, you know, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. The whole movie's a joke. I get it. Yeah. But that kind of shit does kind of irk me a little bit where it's like, could have bought yourself 10 minutes, 15 minutes just from shaving the guy. You could have yeah. shaved his whole body bare. Yeah. Nobody would have said anything. Oh, yeah. We missed, uh, so we skipped over um, right before they go to do the surgery, though. Bob Hope shows up in the tent. He's playing golf in yeah. Pakistan somehow yeah. and just, can I play through? And then hits the golf ball out and makes an exit. And it is, I think, only to like do a nod to yeah. and acknowledge that this is based the on the road uh, to dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. So, but it has, he doesn't show back up. Nope. It never comes back up again uh -uh. until the very credits. I love that they're like, and Bob Hope. And then an exclamation point appears after his name <laughs> in the credits. That's a really cool. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we were excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the patient dies before they can even cut into him. Uh, they, they walk out of the tent whistling after the patient dies. <laughs> they're like. Uh, Dude, and then, uh, I forget what he's so back to the, where he's with the lady doctor and Dan Aykroyd comes in yeah. I really love how Chevy Chase is just like mouthing like you know like you can't out, tell he's like get out, get out. <laughs> and then she looks back and he's like smiling all night <laughs> that turn is really funny too yeah uh, and then uh, uh, they're like uh, administer anesthetic yeah, in the, during the surgery, and uh, he starts adjusting the light for like mood, like yeah, an, aesthetic. A, the the difference between anesthetic and anesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> shit, where's my phone? Oh, it might be mine. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good joke too. Yeah. Um. So then they inevitably, you know, the, even before they make the first incision, the guy just dies, dies. of yeah. appendicitis. Yeah. And then they get run out of town. 
Yeah. They get chased out. They escape in an ambulance. Um, they're chased on horse and they in camel and they try to jump on top of the the car and then are on top of the ambulance and then they get knocked off by a branch. That classic like road runner, wily e. coyote. Oh yeah. You know, and then uh I wish I knew more spy movies because I feel like that is a pretty cliche thing that there's always a vehicle. Yeah. That you can go to. Like they need to escape they jump in an ambulance. Or on a train. Or on the Jeep. Yeah, or on the train. You yeah. know, there's always some sort of thing that you can jump into and just either hotwire or, or the keys are in there. Yeah. Or there's no explanation. We're just in a new vehicle. Oh, they don't show whether the keys are in there or, or whatever in this. But yeah. then, um, so they're running away. They knock, a guy gets into the back of the ambulance. They knock him out and throw him out the back together while nobody's driving the ambulance, but it's still going it, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> they must have set cruise control. Again, it's a comedy. Yeah. Dude, it reminded me, do you remember, I guess you wouldn't have been there that much, but there was a time when I almost bought an ambulance. No. And before I bought the Bronco, we were looking at cars in Blowing Rock, and somebody was selling, it was like a Dodge Charger ambulance that somebody had been using to bring like ladders and stuff to jobs but what i was really interested in was it still had you could close the back to the front Mm. so like people could be like riding in the back or you could just sit Sit like in the back back and like you know camp or whatever and it had a ventilation system for surgery that still worked so because if you're doing surgery there might be smells or whatever you have to do emergency so they need like airflow to keep, you know, and you get probably like sick, like yeah, you know, yeah. sloshing around, and yeah. um, so there was a ventilation system, and I was like, smoke weed, uh, yeah, there. I was like, road trips, we're just gonna have somebody drive, and then everybody smoke weed and hang out in the back, and even if we get pulled over, there's a partition that it's like we're closed in the back, and there's a ventilation system, like yeah. this is the perfect car, and I didn't buy it because it was it's an oversized car, it would have taken up. I would have to find a parking spot that was like two parking spots mm. in a row, you know, like yeah, it wouldn't even fit. I could never parallel park. Yeah. I would never be able to just like go to the grocery store and fit in a spot. Yeah. So it, I became an obvious no go, but man, this ambulance, you could move between the front and the back. It, well, there was, was a, curtain. a curtain. There is a curtain. Yeah. I think this was just like a little sliding door thing. Or yeah, something. yeah. Something. But I mean, yeah. Um, but it just reminded seeing that reminded me of that. That's cool. And so they get yeah they they knock these fools off of like the branches and they get back in and now they're in control and then where do they end up? Where the next note that I have is BB King. Oh, because the CIA um, they show up at the CIA headquarters in in Lancaster, which is actually a drive-in movie theater. And BB King and and other CIA BB King is playing a CIA agent and other CIA agents that are standing outside to greet these two mm-hmm. from the Tomato Corporation or whatever that fake corporation right. is. And BB King says, "Why don't you gents have a Pepsi?" Yeah, <laughs> and that and thus starts like what I can only assume was the quickest way to go through like some sort of contract where they were like. You got to say Pepsi four times. Yeah. And you got to show show. the Pepsi logo very clearly at least three times. They did it three times in one scene. Because it's like they do it within 30 seconds. They say Pepsi four times 
and we see the Pepsi logo three times, and then it's like never mentioned again. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they get the Pepsi, and it, this elevator pops up and sucks them down into the underground bunker. Which I don't know that they knew what they could get away with. So even like us thinking of that. Yeah. I mean, this was like pre like Wayne's World being like, some people will just do anything for money. And I think yeah. that's sad. And it's like Garth completely head to toe in Reebok for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Wayne like just pulling out the chips and being yeah. super meta about like they're advertising in the movie, but they're yeah. making a giant joke. This could have been them being like, dude, we're going to knock this out. This is going to be a joke. And, yeah. like, if you know, you know. But it's not overtly, like, right. they're, they're making a joke Well, I mean, B.B., I wouldn't have put it to, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if in the 80s B.B. King was in a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. So. And then years later, he's hustling diabetes medicine. Yeah. <laughs> or the diabetes tester. He's it like, all my, adds up. My fingers are, <laughs> I can't test my finger every day. You yeah. remember those? Yeah. The BB yeah. King ad? Because yeah. he wouldn't have to mess his fingers up by pricking yeah. his finger. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Dushambe. Yeah. Dushambe. A real place or no? I don't know. Look it up. I don't know either. Here. I got to get another beer. Hold on. All right. I'm pausing it. Real place. So it is a real place? Dushan Bay is a real place. So what happens is they get the CIA heads get down into the um down into the base underneath. There's a f- call from a payphone that's Chevy and, and Dan Aykroyd. And they're like <laughs> they've explained everything to the phone it. operator because he's like, These guys said all this over a public phone. And uh, told you this all over a public phone, and they said, "Well, no, sir. They told it to the operator, and the operator told it to our operator on our end." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to like three other people in a chain of telephone. That's yeah, great. I thought that was a good joke. <laughs> but they're headed to Dushan Bay, yeah. which I, Dushan Bay is a real place uh, in the Middle East, or yeah, it is. And is it the road? Is that when it's near the road Uzbekistan? To they're like so. Oh. There's Pakistan down below, south of Dushan Bay. Then they okay. they head to Dushan Bay, which is their entree into Russia. And that's when they're like they're saying, you know, they they just got back with them. They're pissed that they're even alive. And this is the road to Dushan. They're like yeah. they'll meet up with you somewhere on the road to Dushan, Dushan Bay. Bay. Like no specific location at all. Yeah, it's yeah. just the road to Dushan Bay. Yeah. Um, and so that's when they decide to, they're like, how do we do it? And he's like, fit in, just go native. Sell that, yeah, sell the ambulance. Sell the ambulance. Get some clothes, stop, stop cutting your shaving. beard, and go native. And they don't even put, like, fake beards or anything. I figured the next scene we would see them with, like, even real scraggly facial hair. Nope. Like, they can't. No change. Yeah, but it's just them with, like, towels wrapped around their head. Mm. And, like, yeah, it's... <laughs> the I Our... The West did not know a lot about the Middle East Mm-mm. at that point. It no. wasn't like now where it's like we know. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Pakistan, even in 85, was like a developed city. Like, it's not well, like... Well, it was in the news. In- I think that was around the time that, like, Russia tried to invade Afghanistan back sometime around then. So it was a little bit in the news, but your average U.S. citizen was not... Well, and I know that they're making a joke movie here, and maybe yeah. that's the joke, but it's like, it's not a 
great. Kind of racist. <laughs> yeah, it's so not racist. only a little racist is not that funny. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, they don't do fake beards. They just and that's the other thing that I, uh, you know, um, even if they're trying to be Sikh or whatever it is, yeah. like I don't think that Sikh women wear head wraps and then she's wearing a head wrap like the same you know they're all just dressed up the same like yeah, yeah wrap a towel around your head so you they look do, middle eastern well they, yeah so they get dressed up and then they take a bus to take them to the russian border that's right and they notice that they're being followed by the doctors yeah from before right. dr karen and the other doctor i can't remember his name mm-hmm. um and that's when uh dan Aykroyd reveals something that he's known the whole time like yeah. since they saw them back before when they got on the bus. Yeah. Because he saw her metal case. Yeah, and he said they, they weren't doctors, they, they were doctors. spies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he knew the whole time without telling them. And he's um, like, spies like us? And she, that's the first iteration of the title of the movie. <laughs> Chevy Chase, they're spies like us? Uh, Which they say a few more times. He's like, I don't know about like us. Yeah. And then they say it again later in the movie, too. Yep. So they decide to follow Karen... And they get into they they they're riding a a freaking camel. You know what he says about because uh, he's like, you just want to follow her. You're following your, your dick. dick. Yeah. And then he's like, maybe your dick's not so dumb. And yeah. Chevy Chase says, it got me through high school. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the hell? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, then it, yeah, so they're riding a camel. It it cuts to the two doctors, and they're like. Do you think those two are following us? And they turn around, and there's just two people <laughs> on, on a, a camel, camel, like right behind them. And he's like, "Nah, they look like just normal villagers." Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to pause for a second? No, no, no. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, but the scene where so they're they're on the camel, they're following those guys, um. There's a scene where the camel just gives up. Are they still like the camel? Yeah, them? they're following them. The camel gives up. They're like, I guess we take it on foot. Yeah, they have to carry their packs. And they and Chevy Chase is like, Why do we got to carry all this stuff? And that's when he's like, Well, we're gonna reach subarctic temperatures. You'll be happy when believe me. You'll thank me when we get there. Yeah. And then Chevy Chase kind of does the eye roll, and then they walk, and then cut scene. They're in freezing weather. In those gigantic fursuits <laughs> that look fucking ridiculous. Like giant pelts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in the scene where the camel just sits down, I was like, I wrote down that that's actually probably more how the never-ending story Artex scene goes down, where he just, like, sits, and then they're like, he's not moving. Yeah. It's like, well, screw it. I guess we got to walk. And yep. then they leave a camel in the middle of the desert, yeah. apparently, to die. Yeah. But, yeah, and so then... They do all that. They're in the giant, which they stay in those suits for a while, and they're pretty funny. Like they keep yeah. revealing different parts. Like when Chevy P- Chase puts his hands up, how it looks like yeah. all the shit <laughs> hanging down. Like it is just ridiculous, man. Yeah. They found the the craziest hat for Dan Aykroyd to wear. Yeah, where it's not just like the Elmer Fudd. It's like it looks like a long draping mane. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, Chevy Chase just has the most ridiculous like round circular. Yeah, yeah, Russian yeah. Russian looking hat. And, yeah. yeah. It's it crazy. Kudos to the wardrobe department yeah. on this movie. Um, um, but that, a, Go for it. No, you go ahead. I mean, I was going to say the next thing that I remember is they get separated. 
Well, they go, okay. So they, the way they get separated is they reach the road in Dushanbe, right? Mm. They're, they're in Dushanbe or, or they've, they've crossed the, the Russian border and uh, uh, they immediately get uh, ambushed by KGB. And the KGB, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Chevy Chase is like, let's surrender. And Dan Aykroyd is like, I'm not surrendering. Not to them. Yeah. yeah. And then he, Dan Aykroyd just runs off and leaves. Well, his- so, yeah, and I, that could be something that I'm forgetting because it was like uh, Chevy Chase is like, what's the worst that can happen? You get, like, captured, they return you to the thing, and then Dan Aykroyd's like, not me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what he means by that. Like, whether is there something that was keeping him from, like, if he gets turned in, he's not capable? I, I don't know. It I don't made know. me think. But yeah. that was weird. Like, so Dan Aykroyd just decides Bolts. to run. Yeah. And then they take Chevy Chase hostage. Yeah. And uh, I really like that. Uh, <laughs> what? What? He's like a. Why does he say this uh, where he's like, I object to taking a girl out, buying her dinner, and she won't put out for you? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's like, in that scene. He was like, I object to the... Or, like, no, no, no. have anything... Yeah. Uh, no, he's like, what is your object? object. That's yeah, right, because ob- they capture him, yeah. and they know he's a spy, and he's like, what is your object? And he's like, I object <laughs> yeah. when, when you buy a girl dinner, and she won't put out for you. <laughs> Everybody okay. in the theater laughs. <laughs> 1985. <coughs> yeah. But the next joke that I really liked was uh, he's like, I cut off fingers. And every minute uh, I cut off finger until you tell me. And he's like, mine or yours? <laughs> he's like, yours. He's like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you go ahead. What, what's happening um, so they they're interrogating them, yeah. And then after they interrogate them, yeah, they do a cut scene to the real spies who have a gunfight with the KG with the other KGB. Yes. And then Dan Aykroyd just starts to roll down this hill because he hears the gunfire. I wrote Tommy Boy. Or no, it's it's Black Sheep, right? Because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. campaigning in yeah. Black Sheep, where he just continuously again though. It's like ten years later, the same SNL movie is like. Yeah. Dude, a fall down a hill is always worth a it's laugh. Hilarious. And like Dan Aykroyd, you can tell that it is. He's just doing a voiceover, like ah, oh, whoa, ah, ew. Yeah, yep. So he falls so, down the hill, trying and, to find the gunfire. Which it's like, why wouldn't you run away from the yeah. gunfire? But so then he uh, he lands where one of the spies has been killed. The mm-hmm. the uh, Karen. The lead female spy has is survived and killed the rest of the KGB agents. That's right. They're they're packing some pretty badass automatic like Uzis shit, yeah. you know, like yeah. So they get in a, a giant Uzi fight. Yep. And then she does the spies like us again. It's like your spies like, like us? us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. And uh, that's when she's like, oh, you guys must be the decoys. Mm-hmm. And Dan Aykroyd is like, decoys? And he gets all pissed off. Well, she lets him know. But then he's like, oh, yeah, we were rushed through training. We were, like, yeah. it, it, it all makes sense in his head. For somebody that's so smart, it took him an awful long time to figure that out. Yeah, true. I guess he just had faith in the uh, the whole operation or whatever. Yeah. And she wants to go complete the miss- mission. And he says, hell no, we're going to break Chevy out. 
Yeah. And then cut to uh, Dan Aykroyd on a horse with two Uzis oh, riding yeah. at full speed towards the KGB jail or holding cell or whatever the fuck it is. Well, they're just transporting him with two yeah. guards. Yeah. Like, there's nobody else um, around. Yeah. And <laughs> Chevy's arm motion when he's like, <laughs> he like he dodges the bullets, but he does it in such a like weird, weird feminine way. way yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> but yeah, Dan Aykroyd just guns a blazing on a horse. Yeah, with two Uzis kills two of the guards transporting Chevy. Picks him up on the horse. Yeah, gets him out of there. Well, the the, the KGB officers shoot his cuffs apart. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. get behind. Okay, and I wrote down what a wood pile. Like stop, a pile stop AK forty seven automatic what not that many. Yeah, maybe one or two, but yeah. that thing would just start blowing up. It would eventually. start disappearing pretty quick. Yeah. You can't don't go for cut. I mean you I can't guess have it, four guys shooting machine guns at a wood pile and expect it to last. Yeah, a pile of like firewood, like normal not giant logs. Like kindling firewood. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Yep, and then so uh, that's when the they're behind the woodpile, and they throw a grenade, and Chevy Chase picks it up and says, "What's this? What is this?" <laughs> and then has the miracle, like the the magic bullet, where he throws the grenade and it lands in, goes back through the same window, lands in a box of other grenades. Well, huge explosion. Dan Aykroyd just says, "You don't want it." That's it. He's like calm, cool, and collected. He's like, "What is this?" You don't want it. And then, and then he just stands up mid-fire, <laughs> like stands up and just lazily tosses it. And then, yeah, it lands in this box of other grenades, causes this giant explosion. The whole yeah. house just boom. Yep, and then the horse that was tied up right next to the house, they just go run and grab it. Or it wasn't even tied up. It was just standing there. Yeah, they like, go get the horse. Yeah, they jump on the horse and ride away. Which, again, it's a comedy. But if you know anything about horses, you're like, oh, that thing would be long gone. <laughs> that thing would be nowhere near any of this. No. I mean, I guess war horses are supposed to be used to, eh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. Fuck if I know. Not a, not a whole house exploding. Yeah. So they escape on the horse, and then uh, that's when they hear, we first hear, uh, little, was it Little? No, it's Soul Finger. Soul Finger, not Little Finger. Soul Finger. Little Finger? Yeah, Little Finger. <laughs> that's my band. <laughs> Uh, no, you hear Soul Finger yeah. uh, by the Barclays. And the Russians are dancing to it at the missiles. Well, you don't know what it like. They're like, is that? And then Dan Aykroyd says the name of the song, and then they go looking for it. And at the time, I mean, again, I still do not know. So I'm like, is there going to be Americans? Like, mm -hmm. you know, is that why they're playing an American song? Is the whole time we thought these were Russians, and then they're going to actually turn out American? Yeah, yeah and, but... It's the Russians and they're drinking vodka, listening to American music. But I think it is the first time that it's like we find them likable. You know, they like good music. Yeah, they're they're uh, um, they're just drinking, hanging out. He's like, it's three goons, and then their mom because she comes in and she's like, turn that music off. Yeah, and then the scan. This is the scene that changed my uh, childhood. The reason I like to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't change your childhood, no, but it, it is. Yeah. It's a nice scene. So it's a, uh, one of the Russian uh, military people is uh, uh, 
pretty lady who was wearing just her bra and panties. Yeah. Out in the middle of the snow. Well, and she, I'm maybe she just, it's like jumping in a cold shower in the morning. Maybe. She steps out of her tent with her full snow bib yeah. around her ankles, essentially, right. yeah. and then decides to, it's not she puts it on in the tent. She wants that little bit of fresh air. Yeah. And then she's going to put on her snow bib. And Chevy Chase and Dan and She's wearing, like, the lingerie. You yeah. know, like, yeah. <laughs> not... Yeah, yeah not stupid. like sportswear. Yeah, and Chevy Chase and Dan. Give me the fighting give over me the, the binoculars. binoculars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> um. So then, uh, Chevy and Dan are like, "We're not going to go down there and kill these people. I don't want to kill anybody." Well, she said she reveals her mission, which is you know they're with the, the the real spy who yeah. is you know who Karen. Yeah, yeah thinks that. Their whole thing is they're going to go and reprogram this missile and then acquire it for the United States. Yeah. So she tells them, it's like, yeah, we got to go subdue those people. And then after what I I don't remember entirely, I think they've killed quite a few people at this point. They killed a couple of people for sure. And then all of a sudden they have this stance of like, we refuse, like they refuse to kill. Yeah. They yeah. are like, no, 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 I'm not going down there. Um, and then I love Chevy's reason for not going down there is uh, she's like, so that's a, a like nuclear warhead, essentially. And he's like, all right, have a good night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just out. Yeah. He's like, no. So Dan Aykroyd, I guess, is more the like, I'm refusing to kill. Chevy Chase is like, no, I don't want to get exploded. <laughs> um, yeah. But so they... She convinces them over time. They decide that they got to uh, not kill them, but shoot them with these trank yeah. darts. But she in get, order to do so, they have to get real close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she convinces them with the JFK. Ask not what your country could do for you, but oh. ask what you could do for your country. And then Chevy Chase is like, will you marry me? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I've been training for this for two years, and my partner's dead in the sand or in the snow, and that's not going to be in vain. So I'm going to go down there and do yeah. it, and whether or not you do. And so they they agree to go. Yeah, and then uh, they cut to that's when they cut to the the headquarters again. Yeah, the drive-in begins to turn into some sort of laser launching. Yeah, station. well, it like tucks into itself, yeah. and then other garages extend, yeah. and then these, yeah, these two guns yeah. start pop, popping up. These two giant turrets, yeah. they yeah, don't have like bullet, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, fuck, they look futuristic. Think, yeah, they're laser, the yeah. giant laser guns. Yeah, like you can yeah. tell right away. Yeah, <clears throat> um, and so it turns into the whole like Star Wars system that they've kind of talked about before. Yeah. Um. And then it cuts back to the the Russians drinking vodka. Yeah. And then mom loosens Let's up a little on. bit. Yeah. And decides that they can play soul finger. And they're yeah. like soul finger. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they play start, the same song again. Yeah. They start doing that. Uh, Karen uh, Donna, I think is the actress's name, uh, blows out the lights and appear. Yeah. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Dressed as aliens. Yeah, that is a weird choice. <laughs> it is a comedy. And he's like, I like Chevy Chase. He's like, see, everybody knows about aliens. Yeah. Is that Dan Aykroyd that says that? Maybe Dan Aykroyd. 
Uh, either way, one of them is convinced that it is a good idea, and the yeah. other one is like, I don't know about this. But yeah, they just put a bunch of lights over themselves, and they light like something that looks like a purple door. Yeah. And then they walk down the hill. And I thought it was weird that they didn't have, you know, they didn't have any subtitles. So the Russians are talking. Right. And you, like, there's three or four sentences said, and you don't know what they're saying. And then they rely on Dan Aykroyd is the translator. Translates. Yeah. So he's like, she's saying this. She's saying that. She's yeah. saying her she mom says remembers. That the, she remembers a UFO coming when she was kids. Said, see, they all know about. And so it is Chevy is like, see, they all know about aliens and he's like she says that the ufo used to steal their cows and he's like oh, so we owe him a cow where do we find <laughs> where a, do cow? We get a cow <laughs> yeah that's good and then the, so yeah yeah it, it, i even for a comedy it's pretty fucking silly oh dude it, it is for how this has been somewhat serious-ish not it, it's no. not been serious but it's like this is the most outlandish scheme in the whole thing <laughs> Yeah, our copy of it is on a tape with, uh, oh, no, it's not. I forget what else is on it. But I would equivalent, like, it's like a naked gun or like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like super silly. But so then the Russians start firing shots and Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase fake that they're dead. And then they pull out the tranquilizers as the Russians come close and shoot them all. And they all pass out. The, they activate the missile. They get the launch codes, activate the missile. The missile takes off, and they're like, what did we just do? Yeah. And they come come to find out they just caused the start of World War Three. Yeah. And so their answer to that is, let's have a bone fest. Yep, they do. <laughs> well, he's like, well, we're going to all die pretty yeah. soon. And Chevy Chase starts it with the die, and she's like, you know. Want to go out with we a bang? Up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If we were in a bar, I'd throw a drink at you. But given the circumstances, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just reinforcing his like asshole behavior. Yeah. You know? So then him and and uh, Karen, I guess. Or, well, before yeah. that, so as this missile is launching, yeah, I wrote down how much did this movie cost? <laughs> how much do you think that this? Because there how? is there's some special effects, and up until the rocket launch. I think they were all pretty $10 million. practical. $22 million. $22? Yeah. Still less than NeverEnding Story. A little less, but only did, How much did they 60 make? in the box Ooh, office. Yeah. Not so good. Not as great. <laughs> uh, so, uh, not, a, not as wide of a gap no, there. Yeah. But $22 million made $60 million well, Maybe that's why only, you were the only person who voted to hear us talk about it. I don't think a lot of people are going to remember this, but maybe it'll encourage you to go watch it. It I is like pretty that we, funny. I, I like that nobody wanted to hear about it, but we're just forcing it upon them anyway. Well, it was, what? which one do you want first? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't, we're going to just exclude the other one. It's like, what do you want to hear first? Because we're going to do two. So... What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I, can have your ice cream before your veggies. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be great parents. Like, what do you want? Ice cream? or? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, but I I think this will be a good one just because it'll maybe expand people's horizons. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, but this, so... Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Well, it again, another similarity between this and... Uh, 
never ending story. They keep showing the rocket and they show it rolling and like launching off. And in that scene, like when it's launching and lifting off of the, the holster, it's like, this does look expensive. But then it cuts to the whole rocket. And it was like, this is very like reminiscent of mm-hmm. never ending story. Like it looks mad fake and like just kind of like claymation floating through or the a sky. a piece of plastic pulled across a background. Right, looking. right. Like they just took a piece, yeah, a picture of some clouds. And then, you know, it really did. It, I was like, because I just watched never ending story, it reminded me a lot of like that Falcor scene. Yeah. Um, well, one year later, technology was. didn't get that much better. And so... This is people loved at this time watching Dan Aykroyd pretend to be smart. I oh, know yeah. I said it earlier, yeah. but th- again, he just starts going off on like if we reprogram it and like he oh, slides dude, he wakes chips up chips at, after oh, being in right, bed with right. So the way they pair off is Chevy and Karen. <laughs> that's great too. The yeah. old lady and this older guy that are that are the Russians. The two guy Russians. The well, girl is trying to make eyes with either one of the two guy Russians, and they're both like, "No, we're I into love, each other." Yeah, I love that because Dan Aykroyd. It's you know three guys and one girl, and I think Dan Aykroyd has like a look of defeat. Yeah, and then the two guys are like, mm? and then they go off together. So then it's him and the uh, so, yeah, yeah and the girl, the lingerie girl this from earlier, stupid dumb like, eh? yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're cute, whatever. And yeah. then they go off together. <laughs> Jesse just is like, you have tents. <laughs> they were yeah, they were banging. Everybody in the snow else outside. was in a everybody else is in a tent. <laughs> he just took his yeah, he spent all night outside in the snow. And then I can't remember when, but I think it's right after they fix everything. He's yeah. like, Can I borrow your tent? <laughs> and he motions towards her. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. one track mine. Yep. So great. Um but yeah, he does. It's Dan Aykroyd pulls a, you know, oh, we got to reconfigure this and pull it, slide this chip out and put yeah. this chip in. And then the thruster and it just shoots the rocket off into space. And guide is, is what the word is that he's like, guide, guidance. Gui- yeah, yeah, he's like, eh, with some guidance. Guidance. Yeah. yeah. And runs. Yeah. Um, but the, the, how close the nuke exploded to earth i think would still be bad a little radiation i think that would still be bad yeah they show it exploding like not that far away yeah and the display shows like it's just a real 80s like oh see there it exploded like on the screen they can see it it. like like a game boy yeah graphic um but yeah the star wars system fails so then Oh yeah, yeah. That. Well, I guess we forgot to mention. We skipped over this going. part, but but so those laser beams were like part of a Star Wars defense, and they were this whole thing was to test the defense system, but the defense system didn't work. And then they find out that the real reason the military wanted to do this was so that they could start the world war and launch their nukes against each other. But then when Dan Aykroyd redoes the uh, the guidance on the missile and makes it explode out in outer space and not affect the Earth. Then the uh, the military guys are are uh, have failed, right? So they're upset, mm-hmm. and um, the military, the actual military, busts in and arrest everybody. Yeah, so that's right. It is. So it's the whole time you think that it's just they they want um, this Star Wars program, like they can't shoot a missile. They want it. 
they want to see what it looks like from like an enemy fire, which I guess that doesn't really make sense. It's no. like if they were going to shoot a missile, why wouldn't they just practice with their own missiles or a dud or a dud or anything? Yeah, yeah. you know, try and take it out. But so it is. Yeah, the, they're warmongering, and then at the last minute, actually after everything's already solved, the U.S. military busts in and arrest them. Arrest them. Then, then Chevy Chase is given a press conference about, you know, the negotiations between Russia and U.S. is very delicate, and we got to get back to the to the negotiations. And I guess they've just been moved up to like head of the military. I guess, <laughs> like, yeah. They're just well, and those spies. guards, the spy, the guards that were guarding that military launch thing. Are the other are the Russian heads are of also the military? Negotiating. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And like one, the underwear lady is just sitting on Dan Aykroyd's lap during the. Yeah. Whole, but the whole negotiation is them playing a mix of like it's like they have a risk board, but then they're playing Trivial Pursuit to figure out who takes what parts of the country. Yeah. And then it ends. And that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. Very <laughs> abruptly. Seemingly abruptly. It's yeah. not even like they later went on to yeah, like, yeah. it's just they're in charge of everything. The military yeah. now. They're not the president, but they're cheat in- on a test and you start to be in charge of uh who controls what. Yeah, in a Chevy Chase comedy. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> it w- I liked it. It was pretty good. Uh it didn't a lot of it would not age well, but it does in the sense of like you know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's a Chevy Chase 1980s movie. It's going to be a Stupid little sexist. comedy. A lot it's of be a lot of humor. dumb. Yeah. yeah, but it uh, it holds up as far as like it it is entertaining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Smoke a bowl before you watch it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, something in the credits that was crazy again. Just another random similarity is all the music was shot at or recorded at Bavaria Music studios in munich which a lot of the never-ending story was shot at bavaria studios in In munich Munich. that's crazy germany was the hot spot right right then maybe it was cheap i don't know like you know maybe they were like yeah you can do it here but you can get a lot cheaper over in germany yeah that was probably true i don't know um they love chevy chase in germany you know everybody loves chevy chase (laughs) at this point it was i just i would like to I would like to meet him and and see if he really... I know he is an asshole, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like there's there's a certain... Um, More of a stigmatism than... Well, I think, it like we were talking stigmatism, about... Stigmatism. Stigma. Like with Dina, where it's like an armor where you're just, you know... People know... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You know? And even if you met him and he was like... Get the fuck away from me! You that'd be a great Chevy Chase story to yeah. have. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, dude, he actually did just tell me to get the fuck away from him. Um, but yeah. yeah, anything else? I mean, that pretty much sums up the whole. I from start to finish, it was a brand new movie for me. Where were they pooping in that box? <laughs> it's not a long flight. It is a like a se- well, no, it's seventeen hours. Yeah, um, or some. I I don't know how. Long the flight I didn't see a is from the U.S. Or something in there. Well, where were they? Where they, they fly dropped, from? They fly from the U.S. Flied. They flew from the U.S. to Pakistan. Well, they jumped over. No, because remember they were in the. They had to parachute out. So when did they get dropped off in the box? Now I'm losing it. Now we lost. What the hell? You'd have thought we didn't just watch this movie and yeah. get real fucked up. 
Uh, so, no, the, the when they jump out of the airplane there in training, they take a flight that's to... Right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they take right, a flight right. to... That's still training. Yeah. But they were in a box from U.S. to Pakistan and then dropped off. Yeah, and just eating and drinking beer. So they were probably peeing in the box at least. And then maybe a poop in there. Yeah. That's good enough for a poop story. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well, uh, all right. Thank you so much for listening. This is Chris Tobin. This is Paul Tobin. And we're Tobin's, Tobin's Talking, talking Shit. shit.